بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ والسلام علی اشرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسبی وسلم تسلیباً کثیراً کثیراً فم بادو مبردن سسٹرز وی ٹاکنگ اباؤٹ اور مدر ابنا ام سلمہ رضی اللہ عنہ اینڈ دس از آفٹر ہزبن ابو سلمہ واز وونڈیڈ ان دا بیٹل آف احد and uh, did not recover from his wounds uh, it became uh, he became bedridden and she used to nurse him uh, there uh, the two of them one of the things which they were very famous for was the love between these two abu salama and umu salama uh, they loved each other so much that they were famous Uh, not just in Medina, but you know, all over uh, the Hijaz, anyone who knew them know, knew that these two loved each other very much. So he was sick and he, she was nursing him. And uh, on his deathbed, what turned out to be his deathbed, he used to advise her and he used to say that, I heard Rasulullah saying, whenever a calamity afflicts anyone, He should say, surely we are from Allah and to him we shall certainly return. Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiun. So he would say, say inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiun. And then he would say, make this dua. Allahumma ajirni fi musibati wa khlifli khayram minha. Allahumma ajirni. اللهم احجرني اللهم احجرني في مصيبتي واخلف لي خيرا منها so we saying we belong to allah and to him we shall return no allah oh allah compensate me or release me or free me in my affliction and compensate me my loss and give me something better in exchange for it And he would say that, and then Allah, he would say that surely when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will compensate him uh, or, the, or her with a better substitute. So, Ummah Salama radiallahu anha, uh, she said that this is what my husband uh, used to tell me. And uh, she said that I... would make this dua, uh, I would say, Inna lillahi wa inna lillahajum, and I would also say, oh Allah, save me from the, uh, save me from the difficulty. But uh, she said, I could not bring myself to say, waqlufli, uh, بخلفلی خیر امین ہے اولا گیو می سم تھنگ بیٹر بیکاز شی سیڈ آئی آلویز فیلٹ یو نو واٹ از بیٹر دین دین ابو سلمہ سو شی سیڈ شی میڈ دس شی شی ووڈ سی دس اینڈ ہی ایونچولی ون ڈے شی سیڈ دیٹ رسول سلم کیم ٹو وزٹ اینڈ ہی ووڈ وزٹ ہز فرینڈ ابو سلمہ ریگولرلی And he said one day uh, he came to visit 
and um, he stayed longer than usual um, and while he was there Abu Salama passed away uh, in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu then Rasulullah with his blessed hands he closed his eyes of uh, Abu Salama his friend and then he raised his hands to the heavens and he prayed and made dua and he said Ya Rabb grant forgiveness to Abu Salama Elevate him among those who are near to you. Take charge of his family at all times. Forgive us and him. And O Rabb of the worlds, Ya Rabbul Alameen, widen his grave and make it light for him. Now, Umm Salama Radhiallahu says that I remembered the dua that uh, Abu Salama Radhiallahu uh, taught me from his deathbed. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, she said that I, she would make this dua and said, Oh Rabb, I leave my plight with you for your consideration. I leave my musibah with you. But she said, I could not bring myself to continue and say, Ya Rabb, give me something good from it or give me something better. Because she said that who can be better than Abu Salama? So that dua, that part she didn't really make. But anyway, she was... Uh, she had uh, her small children and uh, there was nobody in Medina, her, her tribe and all were in Makkah. And she was alone. She, was, she said, I was like a hen without feathers. Now, both the Muhajirun and the Ansar, they felt that they had a duty to Umma Salama. So when she completed her uh, period of Iddat, three months and ten days, uh, first she received a proposal, marriage proposal from Abu Bakr Siddiqui <coughs> but she refused. After that she got a marriage proposal from Umar Ibn al-Khattab but she also refused. This is another aspect of the culture of Muslims that one of the many things that we have left behind is that they used to take care of each other and taking care both with regard to widows as well as with regard to orphans. Today, for example, we have the famous story that uh, when they, some people built a orphanage in India, uh, when Marana Abulala Maududi Rahmatullahi was alive, they built an orphanage in India and they uh, invited him to come and inaugurate it, inaugurate the orphanage. Abulala Maududi refused. And he said, this is against the sunnah. So the people said, how can an orphanage which is built to take care of orphans, how can this be against the sunnah? He said, because the sunnah is to take the orphan into your home, not to put the orphan in away from you into a facility. Uh, the orphan is already suffering from not having a family, not having his parents or her parents, uh, their, their loss is not material, their loss is much more emotional. And uh, putting that child into an orphanage, you are actually increasing or enhancing that sense of alienation, a sense of being cast away. Whereas you are supposed to take the orphan into your home and raise the orphan as your child with your children. Now we are not talking about adoption because in, in Islam there is no adoption. So the child remains as 
the son or daughter of its biological parents. You don't give the child your name. The child does not inherit from you. But the child is raised up with your children, same, uh, same, same facilities, same everything. And the biggest contribution the child gets is that the child has a home. The child has somebody who is in loco parentis, who are the parents in the place of its parents which the child lost. Now, this can never happen in an orphanage. The same thing with regard to widows. The Sahaba used to marry the widows of their friends. They didn't leave them. They didn't give them a stipend and say, okay, here is a pension. Uh, look after yourself. They married them. They didn't marry them because they were pretty or they didn't marry them because they uh, wanted multiple wives. They married them because they to help them and also to take care of the emotional need of being part of a family. So Abu Bakr Siddiq uh, proposed to her, but she said, I refuse. Then Sayyidina Umar uh, proposed to her, she refused him also. And then Rasulullah himself came and he proposed to her. She says, I said to him, Ya Rasulullah, I have three characteristics. One is I am a woman who is extremely jealous. Number two, meaning Rasulullah already had uh, you know, other wives. So he, she said, I am a woman. My nature is I am very jealous. She says, second one is the question of age. Uh, because I am an older woman, right? So that is my uh, already advanced in age. She said, third thing is that I am... Uh, so therefore, she said, I am afraid that you will see something in me that you will anger you and Allah will punish me. She said, third thing is I have a... I am a woman who has a young family. I have, I've got small children. Rasulullah said to her, regarding the jealousy that you mentioned, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to let it go away from you. Regarding the question of age, which you mentioned, he said, I have the same affliction. <laughs> I, have the, I have the same problem as you. Because he was also, in, in his, he was also you know, past uh, <coughs> 53. So he, was, he said, he, he was also, he said, I am also old. And regarding the dependent family you mentioned, he said, your family is my family. And so, Ummah Salama anha married Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave her better than Abu Salama. And uh, she, uh, from that day, Hind al-Maghzumiyah uh, was no longer the mother of Salama alone, but she became the mother of all the believers, uh, Ummahatul Mu'mineen, Ummul Mu'mineen. Um, there is one final story of Ummah Salama radiallahu anha which uh, I want to share with you. And it's a very significant story. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to learn about these great people who are our true, uh, who are our true uh, spiritual ancestors and uh, to try to emulate them in our lives. And that story has to do with the Sulay Hudabiyah with the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. Rasulullah whenever he traveled, uh, he would take one of his wives with him. And including if he was in, sometimes he would, on a ghazwa, sometimes even when he went to war, uh, he would take one of his wives with him. Uh, but otherwise he would take. So in the case of Surah Hudaybiyah, when he left Madinah with uh, the people with the intention of making Umrah, 
Umm Salama radiyallahu was with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now we know all that happened in uh, Hudaybiyah so I won't uh, I won't mention all that. The final point was that when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam on the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the sahaba to shave their heads and to sacrifice the animals that they had brought the sahaba did not do anything. Now please notice I am not saying the sahaba refused because the sahaba would not have refused uh, if it had been a hukum. But the sahaba did not do anything. They didn't move from their places. Because they were, all of them were very, very aggrieved. They were very sad and desolated that they had come with the intention of making Umrah. It was a huge, huge, huge test. I have um, mentioned this. I have talked about this in my book, Leadership Lessons from the Life of Rasulullah And it is something which is a very important thing. Inshallah, we will talk about this more. But this was the situation. So Rasulullah again, see his sensitivity to the situation. He could have ordered them, but he did not order them. Because if he ordered them and they did not, and they did not obey, then they would have left Islam. So he did not want to put them in that kind of a test. So he simply got up from his place and he entered his tent. Now, Umm Salama Radiallana says that as soon as he entered the tent, I knew something was wrong. And I knew that something was seriously wrong. So she asked him, she said, Ya Rasulullah, what has happened? Nabi Sallallahu said, my Ummah is destroying itself. Now imagine, he is even in that situation. He's not saying they're not obeying me and, you know, they, they are, they are uh, being disrespectful to me. No, he said they are destroying themselves because... Not to obey the Nabi is to destroy yourself. I think this is a very important lesson we need to think about. Because when we refuse to obey a sunnah, when Rasulullah ordered us to do something and we don't do it. Take for example the beard. I am famous for this beard thing. Nabi ordered the Muslims, ordered the men. He said, grow your lahya, grow your beard and trim your mustaches. When we shave our faces, we are refusing to, uh, to obey Rasulullah Right? Again, different topic, but just as a marker here, think about this. So when we refuse to obey the Nabi salam, we are literally destroying ourselves. So he said, my ummah is destroying itself. She said, Ya Rasulullah, what happened? He explained to her. He said, this is what I said to them. I said, shave, shave your heads and sacrifice the camels or whatever animals they brought and they're not doing it. She said, Ya Rasulullah, my advice to you is, you go out and you get whoever is shaving your head, you get them to shave your head and you sacrifice your animals and inshallah they will follow. He said the time has come where you have to, uh, in this case, you will have to demonstrate that to them. So Rasulullah see, see how Nabi Wasallam also uh, behaved with his wives. He didn't tell her, excuse me, who is getting wahi, you or me? Uh, I'm telling you something because you asked me, now you are advising me I am the Nabi or are you the Nabi? He didn't say all this. He took her advice. He took her advice and he did exactly what she told him to do. He went outside. He called the person who was going to shave his head and he said to him, shave my head. And then he called Sayyidina Ali Anhu, who was in charge of the animals that he had brought and he said, bring the animals and Nabi Wasallam slaughtered his own uh, hadith. His own animals. And as soon as he did that, all the Sahaba, they followed suit. And the writers of the, of the, of the Seerah, they say that they wept as they shaved each other's heads and they wept as they slaughtered the camels and the tears mixed with the blood. 
سبحان اللہ لظیم سبحان اللہ و بحمدی بیوٹیفل بیوٹیفل ایگزامپلس آف واٹ ٹو ڈو ہاؤ ٹو ڈو بہیویئر ٹریٹمنٹ آف ایچ ادر ایچ آف دی اسٹوریز وی نیڈ ٹو سٹ اینڈ ریفلیکٹ ناٹ جسٹ ایل اٹ ان اے ٹین منٹ ففٹین منٹ ریمائنڈر اینڈ گو ہوم بٹ ٹو ایکچولی ریفلیکٹ اینڈ تھنک اینڈ دین لک ایٹ آور اون لائف اینڈ سے اوکے سو ہیئر از اے اسٹوری آئی ہرڈ دا اسٹوری ہاؤ مچ آف دس از ریفلیکٹیڈ مائی لائف بیکاز دیٹ ایٹ دی اینڈ آف دا ڈے دس از دی اونلی تھنگ وٹ میٹرس آئی ایسک اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ ٹو انیبل اس ٹو پریکٹس واٹ وی اسپیک اینڈ ٹو فگیو آر فالس وصلی اللہ علیہ نبی کریم علیہ وصحبی اجمعین برحمۃ کرم الرحیم